If you would, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 as we will get back to spiritual armor of God. This is the one sermon that I get to preach in this, and all of the others have been fantastic, as you've got to hear from Troy and Womble and Jake and Marcus, and those guys have done a great job. There are six pieces in the spiritual armor of God. That is the belt of truth. That is the breastplate of righteousness. That is the shoes, feet, and readiness for the gospel of peace. There is the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. God likening the armor that the believer must wear to physical things, yet he's talking about spiritual things. It's a neat, neat passage. Today, mine is verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. This piece of the spiritual armor takes up the whole verse. Verse 16 is all about this one piece of the armor, the shield of faith. And it speaks to this being necessary in all circumstances. I want you to hear tonight, and I did not plan it this way, that it is the shield of faith that is the most important in all of the pieces of the armor of God. I didn't plan it that way. We let the other guys sign up for what they wanted to sign up for. But it just so happens to work out that I get the best one of all, the shield of faith. One commentator says that it is a grace of graces. And here, fitly placed in the midst of the other companions, it stands, methinks, among them as the heart in the midst of the body. There are a lot of body parts that are very, very important, but none more important than the heart. And this commentator says the shield of faith is like that. Like the heart in the body, the shield of faith fits in Ephesians 6. Matthew Henry says, This is more necessary than any of them. Faith is all in all to us in an hour of temptation. Listen, the breastplate secures the vitals, but with the shield we turn every way. That's this one, the shield of faith. The shield of faith is a good one. When I, when I saw that I get to preach on the shield of faith, I was excited because around our house we have shields everywhere. Our kids love superheroes and one of the best superheroes is Captain America and Captain America who the kids love, his only weapon is a shield. I didn't bring his because y'all think I'm childish, so I brought another one, okay? Have a little shield here. It's a rather small one. But this is it. This is the shield that the boys use. This happens to be Noah's, I think. It's got a little handle on the back. And it's put there. You hold it like that. You can put a sword in this hand. You can do whatever you want to. But as long as I've got this shield, there is, in many ways, nothing that you can do to me. I thought about actually bringing all of y'all like a a uh, Nerf gun or something and let you shoot some shots at me. And we try this at home with the kids. As long as I've got this, especially if y'all, let's say y'all had tennis balls. Seriously, if I gave every one of y'all a tennis ball, you wouldn't be able to hit me. I'm not saying that I'm that good of a, of a, of a shield user, but 
you know what I'm saying. If you were throwing a tennis ball up here, I would, and if you threw it at my chest, I'd hold it here. And if you're throwing it at my ear, I'd hold it here. And if you're throwing it at my face, I'd hold it right here. And that's what a shield does. And the Bible, God in His absolute wisdom for us says that we are in every single circumstance of our lives. And listen, the circumstances that you and I go through are immense. They are all over the place. Our emotions get so high and so low and so exhausted and so needy in every given week. And in all of those circumstances, you and I need a shield about us. And Paul, writing to the Ephesians, says the very shield that we have is faith. Faith. And it's very fitting in God's plan that this morning I would have preached on Romans 3 and the righteousness of God coming from faith. And I stood right here and I talked about how as long, literally, as long as I have faith in Christ, there is not a single thing, an accusation that you can bring against me. Nothing. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. There is no condemnation for me if I am in Christ. And as long as I have that faith, it shields off everything that might come against me. Paul reminds the Ephesians of this great piece of armor. The shield of faith. In all circumstances, folks, Believe. Every day, in every pain, with every tear, believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. It is a shield. It is a shield about you. A shield to what? A shield to what? William Gurnall has written a book. Nobody's brought this up yet. Called The Christian in Complete Armor. How many of y'all like to read? You, you like to read. Like you'd rather turn the TV off tonight and read. Nice rainy night you want to read. Well, this book is by William Gurnall. This whole book right here it's about 1,200 pages. And if you think that's enough, it is double-columned like your Bible, which makes it about 2,000-plus pages. William Grinnell's deep, you might say. Guess what the subject is on this book? Nothing but Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Over 2,000 pages of this little bit right here. To say it is thorough is an understatement. I want to read this book, but it'd be impossible. And just kidding. If any of you would like to try to tackle reading this book, I'd love to read it with you. I haven't calculated it out how, how many days it would take if I read five pages a day. But if anybody would like to tackle reading this, I might could read it in 2015, seriously, like a whole year. But I'd like to. It is that good. My soul was stirred so much, even in reading before this. I want to read to you a little bit about it. As he's talking about the shield of faith. <clears throat> he's 
talking about how it is the most important, as I've, as I've already said. And in talking about it being the most important, he says, <clears throat> The shield of faith, this of old was prized above all other pieces by soldiers, the shield. They counted it greater shame to lose their shield than to lose the field. And therefore, when under the very foot of their enemy, they would not part with it, but esteemed it an honor to die with their shield in their hand. It was the charge that one laid upon her son going into the wars when she gave him a shield, that he should either bring his shield home with him or he be brought home upon his shield. A mother would tell her son as, she went, as he went to battle. She had rather see him dead with it than come home alive without it. The shield here is described as faith, Grinnell goes on, by which you shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That's what it says in verse 16 of chapter 6. The other pieces are nakedly commended. Take the girdle of truth or the breastplate of righteousness and so the rest. But there is nothing singly ascribed to any of them. What they can do yet, when he speaks of faith, he ascribes the whole victory to it. Do you remember in our call to worship, 1 John chapter 5? But this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Y'all, for those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus, there will become a time when even the world passes away and everything is dealt with by God. And for those who believe in the Lord Jesus, they will be victors. He goes on. This quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. And why thus? Are the other graces of no use? And does faith do all? What need then the Christian load himself with more than this one piece? I answer, every piece has its necessary use in the Christian's warfare. Not any one part of the whole suit can be spared in the day of battle. But the reason I humbly conceive why no particular effect is annexed severally to each of these, but all ascribed to faith, is to let us know that all these graces their efficacy and our benefit from them is in their conjunction with faith and the influence they receive from faith. So that this is plainly the design of the Spirit of God to give faith the precedency in our care above the rest. He goes on, Only take heed that you do not fancy any indifferency or negligence to be allowed you in your endeavors after the other graces because you are more strongly provoked and excited up to the getting and keeping this. Listen. The apostle would intend you care here, but not remit it there. And listen to this. Can we not bid a soldier above all parts of his body to beware of a wound at his heart? Of course. The biggest thing the, the soldier must guard himself of is his heart being hit. You know that. But he must needs think presently he need to take no, no care to guard his head. He's arguing that faith is the most important thing, and we know that. And with faith being the most important thing, we're not saying that the others aren't important. The other five indeed are. But the shield of faith is the most important. 
Why is faith so important? Well, as we read today in Romans chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, all of us have disqualified ourselves from a relationship with God. There is no distinction between human beings. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And since that is the case, you and I are in need of God, desperate need of God. And the only thing that can bring us back to God is Jesus Christ and our faith in that. You and I must be a people who are believers in Jesus. And if we are not believers in Jesus, then we do not know God. We don't have a relationship with God. We won't have a relationship with God. We won't ever have a relationship with God. And there will be a day when God will be done with us. And the only thing that prevents God from being done with us is faith in Christ bringing us to God. We must be those who believe that. We must be those who hold tightly to that. This is the victory that has overcome the world, 1 John chapter 5. Our faith. Verse 16 of Ephesians 6 says, In all circumstances, keep believing. In all circumstances, set your mind upon Christ. In all circumstances, turn your eyes upon Jesus. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. (coughs) The Bible teaches us that Satan is on the attack. That's what this says. The evil one is Satan, and Satan has a plan, and he wants to get rid of those people who are believers in Jesus. (coughs) And he's in attack mode. He's coming. He's called here the evil one, and he's coming with flaming darts. Darts are bad enough. They're sharp, and they pierce, and they wound. (coughs) Does anybody have a peppermint or a cough drop? Dan's got one right here. (coughs) Oh, awesome, thanks. Satan is the evil one, and he has flaming darts. And darts are bad enough in and of themselves in that they are sharp, and they pierce, and they wound, and they cut deep, and you know that. And so I was asking, well, what's what's a flaming dart? And so, a flaming dart is one that if the shield happened to be wooden, somebody shoots a dart at you, and you hold the shield up, and the dart punctures into the wooden shield, but it's on fire, it would set the man's shield on fire and he would eventually have to put it down. If your shield caught on fire, you would have to drop your shield. And so flaming darts had an even deeper purpose to them. Think about Satan, the evil one, coming on the attack, coming with darts, and yet thinking these darts are not successful enough or not wise enough, I must come with flaming darts because even if their shield blocks the darts, I want to set their shield on fire. Satan has our faith in sight. He wants to attack our faith and he wants to burn our faith down. Can you imagine a Christian without a shield? Can you imagine being attacked and not having a shield? You remember when 2 Corinthians said we walk by faith and not by sight? Can you imagine being a Christian that's walking by sight? 
It's not trusting in the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yet they say they're a believer and they, they, they tend to think that they're a believer. They don't have a shield. Can you imagine one just there with dart after dart after dart coming into their life and the darts are on fire and they haven't been blocking them off with faith? Y'all, Satan comes wanting to destroy our faith. And there is a way to extinguish the flaming darts that is our faith. Jesus is the victor. God wins. Satan is a loser that is defeated and will be defeated forever soon enough. God is coming back to judge the world. You and I live day by day, moment by moment, and approaching every single action. Every single action literally must be approached with the judgment of God and the Lordship of Christ. And that Satan wants me to sin in this temptation, give up in this tempta temptation. But I know better than that. I believe in Christ as worthy of my life and worthy of my worship and worthy of my step and obedience even in this weak, weak, weak hour that I'm approaching. Lift up the faith. Fight off the flaming darts. And declare Christ as Lord. If you knew that I was about to shoot you with a Nerf gun right now, you'd try to block it. I'm telling you that the evil one is shooting darts at you even now. And he will tomorrow. Will you try to block it? Emphasize your faith. Focus on your faith. Increase your faith. William Grinnell says that the shield is not for the defense of any particular part of the body. As almost all the other pieces are. The helmet is for the head, the breastplate, etc. But the shield is intended to defend the whole body. There are two types of shields. You've seen this before, I know. They make a shield like this that's huge, that literally protect head to toe, or you could get down on your knee like this, and it'll, it'll cover, it'll rest on the ground on your, or on your foot and cover your whole body. It's about four feet tall. It's heavy, the shield is very heavy, but it'll block everything. But then others might be small. Now, this is for a kid, so it's ex especially small. But most shields are meant to be held like this. And so if you shoot at my knees, I put it there to block. You shoot at my head, I put it there to block. Picture that to our faith. Some of y'all haven't been attacked financially in years. Some of y'all are. Some of y'all's marriage is just so beautiful and it points you to Christ every day. Some of you is not. Now, Satan's darts come at different places. Sometimes he attacks at the knees, and sometimes he attacks at the heart, and sometimes he attacks at the head, and sometimes he attacks here or there. Who knows where? He doesn't attack the same spot. What is our defense? Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low, sometimes it's turn around, hey, watch your back. It's the shield of faith that says Christ is working, Christ is Lord, Christ is deserving, and Christ saved me. The death of Christ because of my sins, yet for my sins, to set me free is my, indeed, my only hope. Rick Warren, the great pastor out in California that's so famous, 
says there's five kinds of darts that are coming our way. The first is doubt. Did God really say that? Is that really true? Do I really need to listen to Him? Should I really turn away from myself? Doubt. The second is discouragement. It's never going to get any better. I'm going to give up. Some things never change. It's never going to improve. I'm discouraged. They don't love me. Nobody cares about my situation. The third is delay. This is taking so long. Why is this taking so long? I'm not going to wait anymore. I gave them a chance. I waited long enough. Served my time. The fourth is difficulty. Why is this so hard? It shouldn't be this hard. I deserve better. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to give up. Fifth, depression. You keep telling yourself, this ain't worth it. This ain't worth it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to listen. Why should I keep trying? Five types of darts that come our way. Doubt, discouragement, delay, difficulty, depression. What's the answer for those? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't doubt. The Word of God tells you that all who come to Him, He will in no wise cast out. Don't doubt that love covers a multitude of sins. Don't doubt that there is coming a day when, behold, He will make all things new. Don't doubt that there will some, someday soon be a day where you'll never cry again. Don't doubt it. Discouraged. Don't get so discouraged that you think there's no such thing as encouragement. Don't start believing the lie that there's no way anything positive could come. Delay. Don't get impatient. Trust in God's timing. Trust that He knows. He tells us in so many ways, in so many places, that He knows, that He knows, that He knows. He cares for us. And I know that in the midst of our hardship and our suffering, it doesn't seem like it. I know that. And when you're in the middle of it, it is awful. But trust. He's not delaying without reason. He knows what He's doing. Difficulty. Understand that compared to the glory that awaits us, these are light momentary afflictions. See the big picture that in many situations there are people that have it worse. And be comforted by the idea that in all these things, God loves you. God loves you. You. Depression, it is worth it. Don't ever let yourself think it's not worth it. It is worth it. 
going through the worst of times and the hardest of trials and the heaviest of burdens doesn't seem like it's worth it. But it's worth it. When you ever get to the other side, you'll say, so glad I did. Doubt, discouragement, delay, difficulty, and depression from Rick Warren are five kinds of darts that come our way. You look back at Ephesians 6, verse 16. He says, In every single circumstance, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Satan is trying to do that. Kill us. Do away with us. Stop us. Mess us up. It's throwing darts at us. But there's a way to stop it. It is to hold the shield, which is our faith, and not let it. Folks, we've got to be a people who understand what our faith is. And we've got to fight with it. We protect ourselves with it, and in defense, we're fighting back. It makes absolutely no sense when you read Ephesians 6, 16, to not be walking by faith. Battle for your faith. Fight for your faith. Keep strong in Christ. And that, that hope in Jesus will protect you from all circumstances. That's a big statement. That is a big statement. That our faith in Christ will protect us from all circumstances. When we hear all circumstances we tend to just think about the circumstances that we're aware of. We first think about our own circumstances. And, and honestly, most of our circumstances are, are, are not that bad. No offense to you, but they're not. I know they're heavy on your heart, but relatively speaking, they're not that bad. Do you realize that right now, in parts of the world, particularly in Africa and Asia, there are 12-year-old girls being raised in, in a camp or in a super dirty, disgusting type of orphanage who know that most likely they won't live to be grandparents life expectancy is so short they have no food they have no hope of any food they don't take baths they don't get to clean themselves from the way you see it there is no looking up but I'm telling you this is what the word of God is for they believe in Christ. One day it'll be worth it. And one day that'll be gone. And one day soon it will be okay. And while there are darts, I mean heavy darts, darts that are so wicked 
it makes the darts that are coming at me look wimpy. Satan can throw a headache at me and I become self-centered and ready to quit. There are some heavy, flaming darts going at some people in the world. And there's not an answer that's going to do them much good, physically and practically speaking. There's not enough relief aid, money, resources, or whatever to fix all of the world's problems. But there is a Jesus that is a Savior that will not fix it now necessarily, but will fix it for eternity. What those people need is put on the shield. And while somebody tells them to not believe, they're sitting there suffering going, that's all I got. Lord Jesus, save me. And I'm telling you that it will not get better for them here most likely, but it will. It will. And the only thing that will have kept them from dying will be the shield of faith that is the protection. When all else is said and done, and all of the darts are coming at you from Satan, protect yourself with the only shield that protects our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Believe in Him above all else in all circumstances. Have faith in Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank You for the shield of faith. God, thank You for showing us that believing is not just something passive that we agree to. This is for survival because Satan is coming on strong. We must protect ourselves. We must hold up the shield and end those darts. God, when we're a church, it means we have so many relationships that matter to us, that we're concerned about, that are burdening to us. And there are darts flying all over this room. There are darts flying all over this city of Louisville. Satan wants to end us. He wants to put us out. He wants us to quit. He wants us to, to doubt and be depressed and think that it's delayed and be discouraged. Father, we, we hold up the shield tonight to protect ourselves, to protect our souls, our hearts. And that shield is that you love us and that Jesus died to save us. Father, we pray that you would increase our faith now and therefore increase our protection. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.